Emotions are running high across the country during this global pandemic. And then you add in a very polarizing presidential election, and now emotions really are flaring up. The problem is that making decisions, while highly emotional, may not be a good thing. Emotional decision-making often leads to poor decision-making. But that might not always be the case. In today's show, we're going to explore how anger, in particular, affects decision-making. And you might be surprised that being angry might actually improve your financial decision-making. What you are about to hear is a fun and educational show about financial issues. Join Dan Wendell and his co-host, Tony, as they explore topics related to retirement planning. No matter how close you are to retirement, it's time to listen to another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show with me, Dan Wendell owner of Dolphin Financial Group. Alongside me is an angry Tony Shore. Tony, you look very angry right now. Is that a, because you heard what we're talking about and you figured it's going to help you make good <laughs> good financial decisions? Is that why? Uh, I'm not. The only thing I'm angry about is that the pizza buffets are still closed. Well, uh, But no, I, I, you know me, Dan. I don't really get angry. I The only things that make me angry are, truly angry are, Compliance officers? I don't know. <laughs> yes, yes, we have to be careful what we say. Um, yeah, we well, do. That's, it, but uh, that doesn't no, surprise seriously. me because, um, like I said, being angry improves your financial decision making. You're not an angry person. You also don't ever make good financial decisions. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you make them for me. That's the thing. That's why you're here is to say, Tony, you don't want to do that. Uh, but you're probably right. I'm not. Uh, you know. Uh, you you get more passionate about some of these things than I do, and so it probably that's why you are so on top of. Of course, you're a financial advisor, so but you're on top of it, uh, and I can see your point. Actually, I think you know, uh, but but you're gonna have to explain that. How does anger help us make better financial decisions? Pretty crazy, right? You get sounds can crazy. I delay and and avoid your question. Will you get angry if I don't answer it? <laughs> Okay, I'm all right. I'm starting to get a little irritated. <laughs> irritated it's yes. working. It's working. Uh, so you're an agitator. We, we, you're one of those agitators. Yes. Aren't you? So we. <laughs> That's a Harry uh, Harry Carey, the announcer. Um, he had a guest in the booth that was trying to I don't know mock him or something. He goes, "You're one of those agitators, aren't you?" <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what he'd say about if they were wearing a mask. Um, so, oh, good lord! Emotional, Harry emotional decision making. We talked. We've done shows on that before. How that Dalbar study comes out every year, and how emotional yep. decision making doesn't lead to good decisions. It's not ideal. Right. And I thought you brought up Dalbar, and I thought it was some kind of new chocolate yes. bar, candy bar. Like the like, you, you immediately think vanilla with chocolate coating frosting, right? Dalbar. <laughs> That's what. I, now I'm thinking about it right now. It actually, I want one of those. But what is the Dalbar? Um, it's a yearly study that puts out um, in in uh, information for financial advisors mostly to use. But it talks about how people's uh, decision making 
impacts their financial decisions or what, what impacts people's financial decisions. And it's always talking about how emotions can really negatively impact people's decisions, especially when it comes to financials and their financial performance. And they, I forget the exact, and it changes every year, the, the results, but generally the trend is the less um, you get emotional about it, the better off you'll be in the long run in terms of your performance. And so different things have impacted anchoring and different types of financial um, or emotional decisions or emotional behaviors impact decisions and thereby reduce your overall bottom line in your finances. But we're going to talk a little bit about anger, which is not part of that study. So we've done shows on emotional decision-making, but we're going to, we're going to go in a different direction today, Tony, and talk about anger, which we've never really talked about before. And I I came up with, I found an interesting study that I want to share, but basically a reason why I want to talk about it is not only because I found an interesting study, but because I feel like people are angry right now. I, well, I, I know people are stressed and they've been stressed for a long period of time due to this pandemic. Um, I think being stressed for long periods of time doesn't put people in a good mindset to make decisions in general. And because people start to have difficulty weighing the costs and the benefits when they're stressed out. And stress is found everywhere lately for two main reasons. One being the pandemic. I think that I think we can agree on that, that people are just generally stressed out. They're not doing their normal behaviors. They're not, you know, not, not doing their normal routine. They have to do things differently. There, there's always this underlying fear of death, right? <laughs> like contracting the coronavirus. And so people are becoming stressed out about it. Plus, you have the election. And people are getting stressed oh. out about that. You have Yeah, people get angry about that, I'll tell you. If you've been online. Right? So I in social media. Yeah. And so normally what happens is fear takes over. You 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 have less information about what's gonna happen. You know, I just saw that Facebook's going to not allow ads during the last week of the campaign or the right up to the election. And, you know, Facebook's been trying to determine what fake news is and information. So people are getting less information. Then there's the people that have way too much information. That's all they do is watch the news. And it just, usually the le- the less you know about something, the more fearful you become of it. Unless you're completely oblivious. Ignorance is bliss, right? <laughs> right. But there's a lot, there's not too many people that are un, that are not aware of what's going on in the world right now. I think, you know, people are high strung about it. So anyway, um, fear is the big, the big emotion that people talk about fear of the pandemic, fear of catching that fear of, of, of hate. And, um, their fear of these protests turning into riots, fearful that it's going to impact them, that they're going to get hurt. Um, so fear is definitely something that people are facing right now. And we've talked about that in the past, how, you know, people that are fearful might freeze up. They might not, um, they might make irrational decisions and they might get angry. Right, they might get angry. So, but what I found was that, and this is where the study comes in is that, um, 
angry people are acting differently financially than fearful people, Mm. which I found interesting. So there's research on this. And I, I took, um, it was from the, uh, from the Harvard uh, business school. There was a, there's a paper called fuel in the fire, how anger impacts judgment and decision-making. Um, and it's, it's a, I, I read this, it's a, I read one chapter 17 of it. Um, and it's called, it is, it, it's very interesting to me, Tony, because normally I, when I'm reading a paper, it's, ac- it's academic. So I'll say that. So, you, you know, you can get bogged down in the research, but what I found was very unique that I hadn't really talked about before, because like I said, we've talked about fear all the time, but anger was not something we actually broke out. So what it says is that there's that normally the research indicates that if you have a negative mood, you're going to make pessimistic expectations. You're going to have negative expectations going forward. But if you're in a globally positive mood, you're going to have relatively optimistic expectations. So that's, that's kind of the general assumption. If you're positive thinking, you're going to think, if you're in a good mood, you think good things are going to happen to you in the future. And if you're in a bad mood, you think bad things are going to happen to you in the future. And the problem is that anger doesn't fall into that. That's where I think um, you're going to be surprised that in, in fact, what happens is the opposite. Um, what happens is people that are angry are more likely to perceive things as going to be better in the future. And I thought that was surprising that people who are angry take on more risk. People, whereas people that are fearful get risk averse people that are angry take on more risk. Hmm. It seems counterintuitive if you're fearful Right. Well, if you're fearful, you're going to be less risky, right? That, that oh my god, I don't know what's going to happen. Let me freeze. Let me take off. Right? We talked about that. As people get older, they're unsure of the stock market. They they're not sure what's going to happen in retirement. They don't want to lose money, so they pull back. Right? Um, but if someone's angry, even if they're older, even if everything says, "Hey, you should really back off here," people that are angry take more risk. Let's let's as an example, let's talk about this pandemic. There's a lot of people that are angry, right? Yeah. And so there, and right. someone, so if someone's angry, it's driving people nuts. And, and what are they doing? They're putting themselves in risky situations. You know, uh, they're putting themselves in close contact with other people. They can get uh, coronavirus. They they're putting themselves in a situation where people are being violent, right? So they're going into that, heading into that, because they're angry. You know, uh. If they're fearful, they might say, I'm not going anywhere near that, 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 that there's going to be a protest today. Count me out. I'm not going anywhere near that. I could get hurt. I can get, I can mm. catch coronavirus, but they're angry. Yeah. And so they, boom, they're there and they're making more, uh, risk, risky decisions and putting themselves in risky situations. So, and I don't want to talk about the, the protesting and the rioting or whatever you want to call it. I don't, I don't want to talk about that because I want to talk about financial decisions. Okay. Right. Yeah. You don't want to open up that can of worms. Mm-hmm. So, 
um, this study was saying um, that emotions are strong and mm-hmm. that um, if you're angry at something, you're more than likely going to respond in a risky way going forward. And it's so strong that you would often drives, and they say it often drives people's behavior to be risky, even when they have a financial incentive to do the opposite. So, yeah. Really? So they're going to, if people are angry, they, they are more than likely going to take more risk. Mm-hmm. And even if, the, even if it makes sense, even if they get paid not to, they're still going to take that risk, you know? Um, whereas if they were neutral or they were fearful, they would not take that risk. And what's happened is, and they, what they've done is they've isolated this and they say that when you're angry, you're more likely to blame someone as opposed to the overall situation. So to let's get right back into politics, even though I said I wouldn't do it. People are angry and they are angry at Donald Trump. President Trump is someone they can easily be angry at as opposed to being angry at the overall situation. So because they can blame Trump. Yeah, I think it's his hair and skin tone. It just angers people. <laughs> right? So it's easy for them to to blame someone as opposed to the other right. things that might actually yeah. be responsible for the situation. You know? And that's always been the case. Let's blame Trump. Let's blame Bush. Let's blame Obama. You know? Let's blame them instead of blaming the actual. Oh, the blame Obama crowd. Right. right. It's go. the same thing. Blame Obama. Those were t-shirts and bumper stickers. Right. But the same thing is blame Trump. So, you, you know, it, it, it yeah. doesn't matter. People. So when people are angry, they tend to, to blame someone as opposed to the situation. So there's an interesting comparison between fear and anger. And I want to go through a few of these examples to really drive home this point before we talk about what you can do about it. But, um, in this, in this study, uh, Lerner and Keltner, and they had this study in 2000, 2001, before all this nonsense that we're facing all the early 2000s, they did a lot of research on this and relative. And here's what they said relative to fear. Anger was associated with optimistic perceptions of future risk, especially regarding something like, brain cancer or stroke or flood. So if someone is fearful, they're thinking, oh my God, I'm going to die of cancer. But someone that's angry is saying, no, I'm not, it's not going to impact me. Relative to fearful people, angry people were more likely to make risk-seeking choices. In contrast to fearful people, happy and angry people held optimistic beliefs about future life events. So fearful people act differently than happy people and angry people. Happy and angry are in the same boat, right? Which is crazy. Happy and angry are in the same boat when it comes to risk tolerance than fearful people. Hmm. Um, Relative to naturally occurring anxiety, naturally occurring anger predicted optimistic perceptions of risk. And they did this study on uh, 9-11, the terrorism. You know, people that were angry were more optimistic about the future than people that were anxious about it or, or sad or fearful, which is crazy. And, and, um, but it just, it, you know, when you start looking at it and reading this document and going through all this research that they do, it starts to make a little bit of sense, um, relative to, to be someone that's neutral, 
Anger activates defensive optimism. So it de-emphasizes the importance and the impact of negative events. So if you're neutral, you're thinking, all right, future events could happen. We need to prepare. If you're angry, you're saying, you know what? That, I'm not even going to worry about that future event. I'm so angry. I'm just going to plow ahead. So is this a good thing? And I said in the beginning, being angry can actually make you um, a better, make you help you make better financial decisions. How is that possible if you're running yeah. in the face? How are you making that connection or assumption? Right. So uh, a couple of more things that I want to point out, they said um, relative to sadness, anger increases the likelihood, I- increases your your thought that um, bad that bad things are going to happen. So if you're angry, you think that you're going to be sold a lemon from a car dealer more so. Sure. Um, And if you relative to worry, anger puts a greater reliance on superficial cues as opposed to the actual argument. So if you're worried about something and you're thinking, oh, what should I do? Let's take an example of the stock market. Uh, I'm worried about the election. How many calls have I gotten about this? Uh, I'm worried that, you know, the election's going to cause the stock market to crash. They don't know which direction the market's going to go based on the election. So they're scared. They're thinking. So they are, they're thinking about this argument, but if you're angry, you're going to, you're going to get triggered by the, the smallest of superficial cues that has nothing to do with the market. Oh my goodness. Donald Trump. Um, he said, I'm going to ask people to vote twice right? Oh, that makes me so angry. And now they think I got to sell the market. This is going to crash the market. Well, what does that have anything to do with the stock market? It's a superficial, Nothing. but they're so angry that they're going to rely on that as a more of an indicator of the stock market than someone that's more worried or fearful. So, um, again, this all sounds terrible. Being angry sounds terrible, but here's the deal. Um, and I'm going to read a sentence from this study because it, I found it very fascinating. Anger exacerbates risk seeking and causes to people to perceive less risk. Anger could produce better judgments and choices than neutrality in situations where risk aversion is inappropriate. And they Mm. give an example of playing poker. All right. Now I played poker for a while. I got into it. I still play poker with my friends. We talked about that. But when you're playing against six or seven people at a table, it makes sense to be risk averse. You have to think, all right, there's six people out here against me. I have to watch out for these people and make sure I'm not being too aggressive necessarily because um, there's a chance that someone's got a better hand than I do. But if you're heads up and you're going one-on-one in poker, which happens in tournaments as you get down, the less people that you're playing against, the, there's a less chance that they have a better hand than you, right? So you should be more aggressive. You should be less risk averse. And you'll find that if you're playing heads of poker, it pays to be aggressive, to go out and push because you're putting them on their heels and odds are you're going to have a better hand. So there's less people that can beat you. So um, it makes sense to be risk tolerant in certain situations. And this is a perfect example and a segue to talk about financial decision-making, Tony, and where anger could help you. If someone is 25 years old and they're going to retire, they feel at age 60, so they have 35 years to go, 
and they're worried about the stock market dropping due to the election or due to the global pandemic. That's normal. Makes sense for people to be worried about the stock market. But should they be pulling out of the stock market and becoming risk averse? Generally, mm. generally speaking, no. If mm. you're 25 years old, and again, we, we don't know everyone's risk tolerance, but, and I, I can't, I'm going to speak in generalities. I'm not giving financial advice here, but if you're 25 years old, odds are you should be going big in the stock market because you have time and you, you can ride the wave and over, over time, it's going to be a better situation for you to be in the market than out of the market. It's a better situation for you to be more risky or risk tolerant at a younger age when you have time on your side than to be risk averse. But people can be fearful. It makes sense if they're angry, it would make a better decision for them to actually make that risky decision and be more risk be more risky. So being angry could actually help that younger person. When it comes to stock market investing, um, it's tough. There's a lot of unknowns, which leads to fear. But people can be angry, and they can make better decisions. Um, as another example, when um, the stock market tanked in um, March of 2020, what did people do? Do you have you? I don't know if we talked about this, Tony. Do you remember what people did in March, in February, March of 2020? when the stock market tanked, I think we were down almost 35% at one point. Well, usually when the market takes a tank like that, like it did back in 08, then, and it did, it did so in March. Um, I think a lot of people panicked Mm -hmm. and uh, did some rash things. A lot of people throughout the pandemic and that crash maybe converted to cash. Uh, I don't know. Is that right? That's what they did in 08. A lot of people yeah. got out in cash and then they sat in cash yeah. while the market rebounded. This time around, more more people stayed put than they did in 08. Because they saw the rebound of 08. Mm-hmm. And they were... And, yep. and they said, wow, if I would have just stayed the course, I would have ended up making a lot more money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So they learned... So more people this time stayed the course? Is That's that right. But the question wow. is, did they stay the course because they learned the lesson? Or did they stay the course because they were frozen in fear? Probably frozen in fear because of everything that was going right. on. I mean, I know I just watched every day. I watch uh, down another 200 points. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're frozen. You know, the, the stock market froze a few times, literally. They, they, they put the breakers, stock, the breakers on and shut down the market for 15 minutes to let everyone cool off whenever, you know. Yep. That happened two or three right? times. And so that, you know, talk about, but pe- a lot of people, I mean, of course you can have people that freak out and sell and, you know, but if you're angry, if you got angry about it, they might say, oh my goodness, I'm angry at this. I'm going to buy more. I'm so angry, uh, you know, and maybe um, they became more willing to take on that risk and it worked out for them. So being angry at that point was mm. a better option than being neutral or fearful. I see your point. So I see you your know, point. I mean, being aggressive, if you're angry and you get out of a situation because you need to, sometimes it makes sense. You know, I'm angry at something happening. Let me just get out. Let me just fight and get, you know, right. um, instead of being fearful and freezing, sometimes the best thing for you to do is, is move, get out, you know, fight, flight or flight. Uh, fight or flight, you know, but um, 
it's what happens is when people are fearful, a lot of things they they make they're indecisive. They get they they overanalyze things. They become risk averse, and being angry, you don't do that. You don't become you don't overanalyze things. You just get your your rage sometimes forces you to make a decision, and sometimes that really can work to your advantage. And that's why if I had, you know, Warren Buffett's big thing. You're a big fan of Warren Buffett. What does he say? Uh, what does yeah. he say? Yeah. The best strategy for the stock market is. Well, he, yeah, he says uh, stay the course. He says it's not it's not timing the market, it's time in the market. True. That's his big phrase. But when people said right? that is true, so overall that's the thing to do. But but he says, he says buy low and right. sell high. And, and to do that. And so when it's down, buy. Right. When people are fearful, you have to be aggressive. And when people are aggressive, yep. you have to be fearful. So right. Which is really tough to do, right? So- what yep. I'm saying is I would rather if, if buy Apple, if I, oh wait, <laughs> if I had two people <laughs> and I had to judge which one's going to do better in the stock market, I feel that the person that's angry would do better than the person that's fearful. Right. Well, yeah, there you go. It, I, maybe anger is, is a positive. So I want here, people right? to become more angry. <laughs> <laughs> that's the takeaway no what is the takeaway tony what is the takeaway here um the takeaway is that emotions can impact you negatively and yes being angry maybe can help you but only when it makes sense to be aggressive sometimes it's good to be fearful and 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 hold up right um so you need to take your time you don't want to act quickly you don't want to also be paralyzed by overanalysis. You don't want to be mm -hmm. paralyzed by fear. So you can't just sit there, but you can also act rashly. So you have to have a balance. And I read another study that talked about people's decision-making. And um, what I found was interesting. They, I think this was also from the, the Harvard, Harvard business review. Um, and they talked about um, how people that make decisions in a, in a corporate environment, um, yeah, this actually was the same study. It was the fuel in the fire uh, article or the study. They said that um, people that are going to make a decision in a corporate environment, um, if they get emotional about it, they tend to make poor decisions. They, they, if they are angry, they might be more punitive in the next decision, if they're in their judgment. The way to stop that from happening was to tell the person, the employee, that they're going to have to justify their decision with the manager. Someone that's not in the decision-making process, they have some sort of feedback relationship where they have to, after they make the decision, explain to their manager or someone not involved why they did it. And that alone forces people to be less emotional about their decision. When they know that someone else is going to be analyzing or they have to explain to another person why they made their decision, they're going to make a better, less emotional decision. They're going to look at the data as opposed to rely on their emotions. And maybe it's because it's a lot easier to say to your boss, um, hey, I thought it through and A, B, C, and D all made me do this, as opposed to saying to your boss, yeah, I was so angry. I, um, I just decided to just do it because I was upset, you know? Um, 
So having that neutral party is what helps people make decisions in a less emotional way. And that is to say, when it comes to financial decisions, the same thing applies. If you have a third party, such as a financial advisor, some sort of fiduciary, or even a relative, a friend that has that you have to explain or is there to bounce off of, that'll help you avoid poor financial decision making. Yeah. Wow. Uh, fascinating. I mean, that's again, Dan, you, you have an interesting uh, bird's eye view to the, you know, the way most people look at something. Uh, is head on and you've kind of uh, you kind of go off to the side and look at it well from this angle here's what's happening I love it yeah that's what that's what I love about you Dan I mean there's nothing normal about you you trying to get me angry oh wait you trying to get me angry <laughs> you know I'm trying to poke the, <laughs> I'm trying to push your buttons so you'll make even better financial decisions with my well money. I will say this it is something you know fear greed anxiety can all be contagious so People, right. It drive and that what do you think drives the market? All those right. things. Right. And then the I hear it from the clients. You know, they hear it from TV or an article or the, you know, internet. They get angry, they get or they get scared and they call me and they tell me and then I get another person calling with the same thing and another person calling and so it could get contagious. And so that's an issue I have to face. I have to make sure that I can remain neutral. Which is a lot easier to do for me because that's my job. You know, my job is to try and maintain some sort of neutrality with my clients because that's what they're paying me for, to be that guy, to be that coach. So I need to be vigilant. And one thing that I do, which is a little tip, excuse me, is I try to avoid all the media because <laughs> I don't want to get sensationalized. Well, well, yeah, a lot of people, you know, come to that. They hit a wall with it, you know, especially in a political season. And like, I'm, I'm not going to do Facebook or social media for a while. Right. Uh, you have to, sometimes you have to cut it off and you don't want to let your emotions, we've always said, and everybody, the, the conventional wisdom is don't let your emotions, uh, influence your financial That's decisions. Right. But I like the take that sometimes anger can help you make better decisions <laughs> right, right. or end up at least, you know, maybe better off financially because of your anger. Uh, so at least it makes you anger might drive you to act right. Uh, when, when, you so, know, instead of stick your head in right. the sand, I guess. When you, when you should be risk taking, maybe you should get angry when you should be risk averse. You don't want to get angry. So you just got to pick to be angry at the right time. <laughs> and that's the ticket. <laughs> be angry at the right time. But when's the right time? I don't know. See, this is why I want, and this is what I tell people all the time. Dan, what do we do about the stock market? Is it going to go up if Trump's elected? Is it going to go down if, if Trump's elected or Biden is Biden going to drive the market up if he's elected? I don't know. And I tell my own clients that I don't know. And anyone tells you they know is wrong. They're guessing. Well, and, and I don't know. I mean, I think you and I have talked about this in a past show, maybe not about uh, elections really don't, you know, presidents come and go, but the market stays. Exactly. And so your money, I mean, you know, I mean, whether it's, uh, you know, Bush senior, Clinton, Bush junior, Obama, Trump, Really, the the impact a presidential election has on a market is nominal. In the short term, it can be scary, right? There's a lot of volatility, but it doesn't change right. the overall trajectory of the market, which has been right. Up. Even if even if the you know even if the week after the election the markets go crazy one way or the other, it's going to settle back down. It's like you know, that's that's 
you know, nobody has a crystal ball, but that's typically, if you look at history, the history of the markets in, in a presidential year, and that's something we should do maybe next year. Yeah. Well, I will say this. I want to end it by saying one thing about being angry. Um, you also have to watch out for if you're getting close to retirement and you're need and you need to be risk averse, which makes sense for a lot of people. And, um, you're getting fearful of the stock market with the election coming up and you're not sure what's going to happen. Being fearful might be a good thing. Being angry may work against you. If you're getting so angry at the other side of this political debate and you're really into it and you're going to now be more aggressive when you should be taking a step back, that could work against you. So don't get angry about the election results because it might make you make a rash decision with your finances that you don't want to do. Take a step back, yeah. reassess, get someone neutral to come in there and give you a buffer from uh, making decisions about that. But that's a good idea, Tony. Maybe we'll talk about presidential um, outcomes and how it's impacted the market. I be- sure. I, I, we've we've talked about that before, but there's a lot of data on it. Maybe that'll be fun to talk about. There's a ton of data on it, but you're right. Uh, you know, in fact, I hear playing us out of the show. Maybe we'll uh, throw in the song uh, "Don't Look Back in Anger" by Oasis. There you go. Don't look back in anger. I heard you say, "Yeah." I think that's appropriate. Who sings that? Oasis. Let's keep it that way, Tony. <laughs> I get it. I wasn't really singing there. I was talk singing, okay. I guess. But uh, yeah, you don't want to. And my what a lovely singing voice I do have. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Trying to get me angry. Again. Jury's out. I'm trying to angry. I'm poking those buttons. You know what, Dan? You're really ticking me off today. So I'm going to go make some financial decisions. All right. That's what I learned. Awesome. Well, thanks for a good show, Tony. Don't get angry. Yeah. Folks out there, don't get angry. Don't get emotional. Try and take it in stride. The topics on this show are wide ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundo or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or something.